All right, welcome back. It's time for another No Bad Wi-Fi. And as you can it see on your screen is. right there, Cradle Point. Well, that's Jennifer Huber. What's up? And I'm you're missing Rob you. Boyd. Thank you. No one's going to know if you don't say it. <laughs> what are we... What are, what's the point of these rehearsals? The brutal, long rehearsals we go through. Actually, we don't go through any rehearsals. But either way, this is an exciting show. Once again, we're piecing parts of this together over time. So if you, yep. if you see the fact that uh, I aged uh, during this time frame or got a haircut once or something in here, uh, didn't did or did not change clothes, I can't even remember. But either exactly. way, hang on after our, our core uh, con our core um, conversation obviously is with Cradle Point, and that's going to be Point. a gentleman that I very much have enjoyed meeting, Anthony Lawson. Very He's smart awesome. dude, great talker. Mm -hmm. and yeah, you know how much I appreciate that. He can um, go toe to toe with you. Oh, he can go past me. I'm very confident. <laughs> Because he he's he's, a, he's the real deal. He's got good stuff, and yeah. it. But he's a yeah. joy. To, he was a joy to talk to. A great personality. Yeah, we, we clicked personality wise. I think totally. uh, that may or may not show through, but uh, because I found out he could dish it much better, um, and, and, I, and I and I can't take <laughs> it most. as well as I thought. Yeah. That's, that's yes, really exactly, exactly. But actually, but beyond the wonderfulness of Cradle Point, hang on because we got a couple of uh, as always unique episodes at the end. We've got Wireless yep. too. Yep, we've got about, Saeed um, Joffrey from Worldwide uh, talking about point. the Cradle Point um, portion, the, the the overall private LTE lab that you can get into um, with some assistance in the Worldwide platform where Cradle Point is one of the end devices in the overarching architecture. So that, that was one really I cool. love because I was trying to put, I, and I'd worked with Saeed before on a Tech 37 episode because he's a he's an expert on the LTE stuff and everything that surrounds yeah. it. And there's a lot there. Um, yeah. Very, very smart. And, but what was different is I was trying to put them in a box on where I thought the lab was going to go. But you guys right. do have labs at different levels. And just because yep. it's not an automated self-service lab doesn't mean that it's one, not worth paying attention to nope. because you could have a chance, although he shows a few others, you could have a chance to work with Saeed himself. Yeah, as, totally. Uh, he it explains. Can be customized. Yeah, exactly for what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. You would love nothing more. I get that feeling. Um, yeah. but, oh, we've also got Carter Burke from Excel Techs. You do. What did you like? I think what, he surprised. What? I think well, I think he surprised both of us where he pulled this uh, solar solution out of his hat. We're talking about like supporting Cradle Point devices out in the field with these crazy enclosures and packaged kits, and like he—you never know what he's yeah. going to pull out from behind his desk and show. You know that. Well, he that, took the uh, parts that makes. I had been recently introduced to understanding just how flexible you could be with what Cradle Point's been doing and and how much leverage there is for um, you know doing your last mile on wireless. Uh, that's not all they do by any means. That's just the one that I was most intrigued with. And then yeah. he took that even further, Excel Tech showing the enclosures and the ways in which they were just yeah. doing pop-ups where you could have a, a whole new that location, Pelican as case. Anthony well, talked yeah. about, in seconds, even if your power is a little bit uh, wonky. And in here Funny. in Texas, mm -hmm. we appreciate alternative sources of power. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are definitely looking for things like this. <laughs> um, yep. But we need power in a lot more than just the uh, cradle point uh, items. But either way. It's going to be a good show. You will enjoy it. I guarantee it. If not, we will refund cool. every bit of money every that you paid penny. to access it. Yes. Every penny. All right. With that, <laughs> let's turn it over. We'll talk to Cradle Point and Anthony Lawson next. Well, all right. Anthony Lawson, I have really enjoyed getting to meet you and, and learn from you and, and some of the other members of your team. And so this has been good. I can't believe we hadn't met further, but you've been with Cradle Point for a little while now, but... Um, I'll let you explain that. Who is Anthony? Welcome to No Bad Wi-Fi. But who is Anthony and 
who is Cradle Point? If you could kind of walk us through that, and then I'll interject some questions as we get in deeper into the conversation. Sure, Rob. Well, first, thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here today. So Anthony Lawson, I lead what we call the Technical Marketing Engineering Group um, within Cradle Point, and that is part of our larger product management organization. Okay. So we're we're I, I roll up to the larger group that is responsible for all of our products that we define and ultimately build and bring to market. Excellent. And so now you, I was also not familiar because it's Jennifer who said, Hey, we got to go talk to cradle point. And she was very familiar from years past and up till now. And she said, they're growing like gangbusters. They're doing yeah. good stuff. Um, and I don't know, Jennifer, if you had said maybe your knowledge need to be a little bit updated because they've been innovating oh, and yeah. needed to get it refreshed. My first exposure was one of the, uh, the very first networking field day events that I got invited to many, yeah. many moons ago. So people can go back and search for that to see younger Jennifer uh, in a previous yeah. moon. Um, yeah, but Anthony, from a general sense, when you first, because gosh, you know, as we all go through these conversations with relatives and anyone else that isn't necessarily in the industry, but even in the industry, I, I am not that familiar with Cradle Point, or I wasn't until now. And so I've enjoyed learning more about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. It's obvious there's no reason for me to have not been more aware. Uh, but how do you describe what Cradle Point does? That's a good question. So I, I, I actually have a pretty good got answer. That one? Okay. No, no, I, I've got a, I've got a good canned answer. So I've got the answer to uh, how do I explain to my grandmother what I do for a living? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of what you, you know that one. That's the classic uh -huh. one, especially for I tech change people, it every right? Time, but I know what you mean. Yep. So I, I've, I've been here at Curta Point for about four years now. Um, I've got a very long career, two plus decades in, in industrial networking. But um, so I, I try to do, you know, a lot of justice to our legacy and where we started 13 plus years ago. Because even though we were just purchased, we weren't, you know, a startup by any means. We're a very mature company. That's right. You're but, uh, back, Erickson, correct? Yeah. 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 Just a small acquisition, 1.1 billion in cash. No big deal. You know, it's nice just compliment though. Kind yeah. of a little, just, you know, little exchange of change. Um, so back to grandmother. All right. So when grandmother asked me, here's what I say. Um, if you are out on the streets, walking down the sidewalk and you see a ambulance, a fire truck, a police car, or Maybe you happen to walk by a retail store like a clothing company or a fast food restaurant, whichever one's your favorite one. There is easily a one in three chance that there is a crater point inside that business or inside the trunk or inside that vehicle somewhere. Okay. And that crater point is providing all of the data connectivity to power the needs of the business or the people that are working in that, in that industry. And they're doing that all over cellular connectivity. So that's kind of my grandmother description is, is it, we are actually all over the place. We're powering all the things you walk by and see on a daily basis, but it's not like we're the front logo that's right on the front of the business. Yeah. And then grandma asked you about how is authentication handled in those situations? Um, yeah. She just like MQTT broker. And I'm like, Whoa, grandma, whoa. slow down. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, grandma, I told you, take this slow. Um, yeah. Well, so you're, you're, you're really speaking to, and I want to make sure I understand this though, a niche that, that cradle points focused on, but you're also saying that some things have evolved um, over time. Can you highlight that a little bit better? Because you're, is there some specific things Cradle Point's doing, staying away from kind of the core, like I was at Cisco for many years, you know, and although they do some niche things in general, you know them from a wireless standpoint, let's say, for having access points and, you know, yep. radios and, and things like this. And you guys certainly do that, but you're, you're, you've specifically carved out a specific part of the market, yes? Absolutely. So I, I think when, if people were to ask what was Creative Point's niche originally, 
it was probably cellular connectivity. Um, you okay. know, we that that was the infancy of this company, right? So we were we were founded 13 plus years ago in the very early days of 2G and 3G, back when it was really just a technology for making voice calls, you know, cell phone calls. Right. And then it became, okay, can we start using this for data connectivity, wireless data connectivity? And so that that niche, you know, view of wireless data connectivity continued for many years. But to be honest, we shed that niche many years ago. I'm talking about even before I came to Credit Point four plus years ago. And so that's probably one of the first things is that there might be some people that still view cellular data connectivity as a niche. And I think um, that's dramatically changed. I would definitely be uh, argue in the favor of that. And then of course, with 5G on the horizon, I think that's gonna change pretty much all the remaining people that haven't gotten on board with that idea yet. I think 5G will, will push them over the edge. Well, here's what I think is interesting because what you've spawned in my brain, and this has come up in other places, but maybe not to the extent that it's so clear here, is that we are finally facing the dawn of a time when we don't think wired first, wireless second. Um, and, but, and this is not new to you guys. You have been thinking wireless first for a while. And when I say wireless, you're not talking carpeted indoors necessarily. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you do that, but you're speaking in the world, um, out and about sailor technologies. And, um, and to cut to the chase of what I want us to talk about here, we've got pathway to 5g, which is you guys mm -hmm. sent me some information there and I was reading up about, uh, things that just make so much logical sense. And the, and, and, and in a nutshell, the idea is that 5g, yes, is a big thing and it's wonderful and we're all going to enjoy it. Uh, it's been coming for a while. It's, it actually is coming out now, but there's so yep. much that's causing that we're overlooking some in our bird in the hand opportunities in regards to how we run our businesses. Uh, but it does play well with what you guys have done in a sailor first area. So you guys, can you explain how you guys, what is your dream customer? What's the situation uh, that you most look forward to um, helping out? And it could be just, you know, who you're most, you're, you're, when we speak of customers, not in a generic sense, who's really appreciating what you can do for them and why? Well, let me let me kind of start a little bit with what you first started with, which is, yeah, is why has cellular? Yeah, you, you went through like twenty things, and I'm making Understood. mental notes. I'll get back. I was to trying to land on something, and I was just hoping um, you'd pick one out. And yeah, you know. it's. I'll, I'll grab two or three. Perfect. So one of them is, you know, how, what has kind of contributed to cellular coming out of that niche that we just talked about, and I think the everyday, you know, us as consumers, right? We have mobile phones, and now who has a home phone? And even wired connections right. at home, it could be a thing of the past here pretty soon with, with uh, cellular fixed wireless coming from a whole bunch of different carriers across the globe. So it's really the consumer has, has fully adopted this agility and mobility of wireless, you know, no wires, no constraints, agility. I, I want my data, I want it now and I want it anywhere. So think of that as that, look how that's transformed us as consumers and just our daily life. Right. And now that is completely bled over into businesses. And businesses are now looking at this and going, wow, I, I, could, I could take advantage of all those same advantages that a consumer gets with an enterprise grade piece of equipment and do the same thing. I can churn up locations on a dime. I can do pop-up locations and do, you know, if it's COVID testing or retail sites or a farmer's market or a trade show, I can do those things rapidly because of the power of how mobile and agile wireless is, right? So I just want to kind of, touch on that for a minute, that, that has really shifted the, the winds for us in the, in the recent years because people have come to that realization that, wow, I, yeah, I wanna be mobile. I wanna be mobile in my business, my personal life. I wanna be mobile all the time. I don't wanna be constrained by wires. And then, uh, okay, go ahead. 
Well, right. aren't a lot of customers, I mean, do you have people that, well, they wouldn't be a customer really if they had this thought, but, but the notion that they're thinking, I can't, I've got to do, you know, the traditional way I'm setting up branch offices. I've got to coordinate with all the local LECs uh, to get the, the last mile delivery and coordinate this stuff. It's a big thing. I've hired some consultants. We're spending a lot of money. We've got a two year rollout plan uh, to make sure everybody's got good bandwidth in every market that we're in. Uh, but you guys are here saying you're overlooking the wireless market. Yeah. And this is the thing, Jennifer, with, I would think, well, there's not enough bandwidth in this, in, in, in those situations. So is that, but you guys have legitimately been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so two parts, what you just talked about, Rob. So the first one is in my old days, back in the, in the mid to late two thousands, when kind of uh, broadband connectivity uh, with like DSL and cable docs started coming about a lot of companies with really distributed enterprise footprints, you know, lots of branch offices, right? Hundreds or thousands all across the continent of the United States. They were racing to adopt that because it was inexpensive, but there are 3,500 broadband ISPs operating in the continental United States. And so if you got a really big footprint, you could be faced with dealing with hundreds of different ISPs, hundreds of different bills, hundreds of different SLAs. And that just becomes such a, a, a you know, burden, an overhead, it, it becomes unsurmountable, right? And, and so one of the- bills for things you're not even using anymore. It gets lost, right? Well, I mean, bills you are start hard tracking, to yeah. yeah, the bills are hard to read. You start tracking hundreds of them. You might be overpaying here, underpaying here. You might not be giving your user a consistent experience, right, with your business applications. There's all these things, right, that it goes into. The, the short of it is with wireless, the beauty of it is because we have several US-based uh, major carriers that cover nationwide, that literally have ubiquitous coverage with 4G today and then 5G in the future, coast to coast. So you can go to one carrier and say, here are my 5,000 locations. Can you give me cellular wireless broadband and all of them on one bill, one SLA, one product, one experience? And they can say yes. And then you can also go to a second one and get redundancy and fully cut the cord and have two of those nationwide get two bills and they're (laughs) both wireless. Look at that. And that's the day we live in. And that that's really once, once these big enterprise companies really look at it through that lens, then it starts clicking. It starts clicking for financial sense, technical sense, a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to give you my misconception and have you explain the misconception because I think it's shared. Sure at least by people I know. Um, 4G is kind of a dead technology. Obviously, 5G is where everything's at. Uh, I can't wait for 5G because that's going to enable my business to do all the things I need to do. But, uh, but you know, I feel like 4G has got to be a loss. No one, surely no one's still investing in 4G, as I loosely understand it. What's wrong with that statement? Right. I mean, why you, you got to, it's more G's the better, right? You got to buy the more G's. Yeah, because the next so, um, 5G is one more G than 5G. Um, so the, here, here's the reality, Rob, that, that is actually a very reasonable misconception. That's pretty common. And here's why everything. Yeah. You're, you're not completely off the wagon. So, um, in the past with cellular technology, I talked about the early days of 2G to 3G to 4G in every one of those cases, the, uh, the predecessor was basically totally replaced by the 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 successor, right? So 4G or 3G replaced 2G. 4G is now replacing 3G. The carriers are starting to turn down those towers so they can refarm that spectrum and allocate it to 4G and 5G. However, when we got to 2020, 2021, that is going to completely change, and we're going to re kind of reset that expectation for everyone. 4G and 5G are going to operate in parallel for many many years to come. 
that is not that's by design not just because not just because it takes yes. forever to roll out 5g you're saying that's actually a design principle absolutely the okay. the definition the literal the literal acronym of lte is long-term evolution and the whole design is they are going to continue to improve that specification, continue to put more advancements in it, more technology, more throughput, more capability, and it will continue to evolve over time. And it'll evolve right in parallel with 5G. And the, the last kind of little punchline for you is the products you'll see from Creative Point coming out this year that support 5G will also have simultaneous support for 4G and you'll be able to operate them on both networks simultaneously. So that's another proof point that it's no longer a successor they're now joined in parallel going to the future. Well, let's talk a little bit more about what's happening within 4G still, because as I've only been recently learning, so is it the 3GPP that is standardizing around kind of what 4G is, leave off the LTE, because within 4G there's a range, and as the standards happen, as long as they're beneath, what is it, 2 gig uh, in terms of throughput, it's still considered 4G, but there's still a lot of room, and there's, there's is it, Help me out here. LTE A Pro, something like that. Yeah. What is LTE, the LTE yeah, that we've LTE got Advanced coming out Pro. now? Okay. Yep. And so yep. these and are that, investments being made now. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's part of that uh, that evolution I was kind of getting to earlier. That I, I really appreciate you kind of read up on it, and now now you got all the lingo. Now you now you're. Set, I'm just right? enough to be dangerous. Jennifer's seen me do this before because he gets smart and really dangerous now. Dangerous areas. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So you're you're hired. Don't worry, Rob. So the um, LTE. LT Advance, LT Advance Pro, that is that is this, the the label or the marketing language for the technology to your point of 3GPP, which is the standards body. And right. so each time they come out with a new release and they continue to evolve the 4G standard, then they come out with a label just to distinguish its generation from the previous one. So yes, each one of those has been a, a very distinct generation or, uh, where the performance has increased. So it's gone from you know a couple hundred megabits to several hundred megabits now gigabit and gigabit plus which is kind of what you're referring to yeah and so that's that evolution is kind of it's gone about well and those are huge now just speaking strictly from the consumer standpoint because unfortunately that tends to be where I start trying to understand before I then get into how it differs or, or complements in the business side but um, does that mean that my, my my normal phone getting 4g LTE today could be getting faster without ever touching 5g Um there's benefits that are coming because I've, because to be honest, I actually, I was not interested, you know, when they're rolling out new iPhones with the 5G moniker, because I'm like, well, I know that it's not really picking all that up much. And so that's great. I wouldn't expect any change. And I'm not unhappy with what I get now. It actually works pretty darn well consistently. You know, I get things start streaming. I, I've, I've watched TV shows while I drive, you know, the things like this. So to me, that is everything I need. I know that doesn't forget yep. the, whether I should be doing that or not, it's a small screen. It's not like a Tesla screen. I don't have one of those. But, you know, so the main point is, is there's a lot of value in the 4G side. So I assume like you guys are continuing, your customers that are on 4G, they're continually getting better and better performance without ever having to brush up against the 5G as of today, although you guys are obviously prepared for it, for the 5G as well. Yeah, and, and absolutely. So the, the, the top level answer is yes, Rob. The, the, there is some detail to that. You, as the as the standards increase and the new technology and it evolves and it gets faster, there are some hardware visions that kind of follow that natural progression as well okay. because yeah. new standards, new technology usually gets also baked into new silicone, right? Because it comes down to a, a silicone ability, it's radio, you know, what what's actually baked in the radio and what it can what it can talk and how. Um, but the the answer is yes. I mean, I remember back to my early days. My very first iPhone was when iPhones first got LTE. 
I think it was yeah. like iPhone four or five, you know, back then. And I remember doing a speed test and I got like maybe five megabits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, five megabits. This is, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a couple T1s worth of bandwidth. You know, I'm, I'm old. You see the Thinking in T1s, so go, yeah. 1.5. I, I, yeah. I just, just dated myself for your audience. I, I hope, you know, so. Oh, I love it. You know, nice. I was like, that's a couple, you know, that's a couple T1s of bandwidth following me around everywhere I go. That's impressive. And then as, as LT advanced, I, I see like, oh, 20 megs, then 25. Like when I, when I joined Creative Point four years ago, a customer would get on a good day like 20 to 25 megabits of, of LT bandwidth to their to their credit point router. That was that was pretty good nationwide. Now the nationwide average is higher than that, and our customers are seeing 50 to 100 megabits on a on a daily average basis. And so that is that is completely that. changed, right? So from years ago DS1 speed to now we're getting parity with wired broadband. Like if you go get a Doxus or a DSL, we have parity there. And then now pretty soon here with the latest advancement of gigabit LTE and then 5G, we're going to get parity with wired, like fiber wired lines, which is just yeah. total, you know, my one. Well, and talk about that because let's talk about your customers and maybe just some examples is what's, because I, I was really, I can really appreciate the fact that you guys saw this, it feels like early on. And there's this notion that customers are rolling out without waiting for those local loops. They are establishing business, doing pop-ups <clears throat> and different things. You know, what's a typical uh, customer that kind of represents the type of stuff you feel like you guys are great at and you want to continue yeah. doing more of? So I got a, I got another one. You, it, I'm glad oh. you got the memo. You teed me up just perfect. like T-balling here. So we're, we're good to go. Take it away. So, so next one is um, when I about I think it was like the first or second week. So when I first arrived at Credit Point, I was actually working as a solution engineer within our sales team, and uh, we get a call from a customer. And it was like a Wednesday afternoon, and there uh, there was a CTO, and he was a CTO of a burger chain in, in Southwest Texas, and they were opening a brand new um, location, you know, brand new burger location, and they were opening in 48 hours later. So they were opening on Friday, and, and they're calling you then. Yeah, they called okay. they called us 48 hours before open, right? And there's a reason why. And okay. so they were opening in a brand new strip mall and they were the first business to be ready and it was gonna open for business, right? And they had contracted a fiber wireline service from an unknown carrier entity. Doesn't doesn't matter in this story, but they contracted a fiber it. service. <laughs> yeah. And the CTO got called that morning, 40, 48 hours in advance, and said, I'm sorry, your fiber is delayed. It's gonna be another 30 days before you get it. And the CTO goes in full panic because he's like, I, I, hired a, I hired the radio station. The radio station's going to be here. They're going to be broadcasting live. I took ads out on the news. I took ads out yeah, online. This is not reversible. I'm screwed. You know, like yeah. I, I'm out a bunch of money if we don't open for business on Friday. So he's like, I, I heard about these credit points and these, you know, 4G, whatever. Can, you know, can you help me? Is this the answer? And we said, absolutely. So we overnighted him one of our uh, all-in-one enterprise business-grade routers. It has integrated switch ports, integrated access point, integrated uh, 4G LTE modem, all in one box, sent it out to him, all managed by our NetCloud service. He unboxed it 24 hours later, got a SIM card from his carrier of choice, inserted that, and 30 seconds later, he had that thing online. He hooked it into his, PO, uh, his point of sale machines, his POS machines, and he opened for business on Friday and he called us on Monday and basically said we were a lifesaver, you know, otherwise that's they would have just been dead in the water. And so that that's that's one good example. And we have a lot yeah. of retail customers, but I just I like that example because it highlights what I was talking about earlier about how agile this could be and how you just quickly stand this up wherever your business needs the connectivity. 
Well, this oh, is the way it should be, because I, I think obviously this is the, the nirvana that we're, we're looking for, even if we're not used to thinking about it yet. And so it's a bit of a paradigm shift in our own heads. But in that situation, because uh, you mentioned fiber, they're waiting. And, and of course, if you don't have any fiber in, you know, that's not going to be simple because uh, I have yeah. fiber at the house here. And I remember watching four people stand around while one person did the digging um, and to bring it in, you know, and and then another long time to light it. But the. But, you know, fibers is, is, of course, extremely reliable, high bandwidth. There's just a ton of stuff you can do with it. Um, why would a business be looking at fiber and then suddenly be able to do the same thing on a, on a, on a cellular wireless? Do you feel like do a lot of customers or people not have a really good idea of their bandwidth needs and they're overthinking it because they think fiber is the ultimate way to do it? And they maybe they're wasting uh, yeah, time think- and money? Maybe, maybe not. I, I think okay. I think fiber. So uh, there's a couple things at play there, Rob. So for instance, my house here is a is a fairly new construction, last two years in Idaho, and the carriers that are operating in this region, the CLEC or ILEC, they made a decision that they're no longer putting copper in the ground. They're only installing yeah. fiber. So my home has no copper to it whatsoever. It is only fiber from the street. And so a little bit of that is just evolution that the carriers are naturally just going to all fiber because they don't want to lay more antiquated copper, if you will, into the ground. They only want to put new fiber optic because it just has more future proof and potential in their eyes. Right. So they're just kind of thinking about the longevity of their infrastructure and their investment. But um, I I think where maybe you were getting at, and I do agree is, um, and, and this kind of goes to 5G, right? We get a lot of customers call in and say, well, I want, I want 5G. And we start to, okay, so help me understand your use case. Let's talk about your use case. Let's talk about what, what is your, your bandwidth requirements? What's your latency requirements? What's your application experience need? Like help us understand your business and then we can map the appropriate technology. And a lot of times it's, um, I just, you know, I want the fastest car on the street, right? I, I, yeah. I want the Hellcat and, and that's what I'm going to buy. And we're like, okay, well here, here it is. You, you can have one for low, low price today, you know? So um, but, uh, some of it is that, um, some of it is, you know, we have a lot of customers that, that do really go through the education process and, 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 and partner with us as an, a trusted advisor, and we help them pick the right technology for their use case. And in and, and almost all cases, um, to date, at least, and for the, for the foreseeable future, 4G has checked all those boxes. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and as we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, there's enough still happening within the evolution of 4G. And, and, it, and if we didn't make this point, because I remember reading about it, but 5G is specifically designed to work in conjunction with 4G. Well, you did mention it's by design. And I was not really aware of that, or at least I hadn't thought about it, you know, because the hyper focus is on. But the main point I did want to make, and, I, and Jennifer, I'm curious, when you work with customers, um, do you find that customers sometimes just get in a habit of ordering certain things and... Uh, oh, this is how we roll it out. And this is where we've always done it. Greatest period, and they're willing to pay for it. And then you've got other customers that that ask for blue sky solutions, and then you start to break it down for them. And they're like, whoa, 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 let's wind this back a little bit and figure out what we actually need. Yeah. So there's a lot of discovery that takes place just because the ask is for X. There's a lot of discovery that will clarify whether or not you actually need the X or is Y suitable. Well, I was thinking that as we get into 5G, that we start you know, thinking about wireless first, and then only if that's not working, then you consider other options. But what I hear Anthony saying is that CradlePoint has been going wireless first. Uh, there's no reason to wait to 5G. Uh, but yes. Anthony, as we as we kind of yeah. go in there, what is what is CradlePoint doing, uh, you know, as you go forward in terms of 5G and how, how are you guys positioned? What should we expect first? As much as you can talk about, of course, but, it, you know, both from industry and, and uh, CradlePoint. And 
one thing I want to kind of just step back on, Rob, I want to make sure that for, for you guys and the audience that it doesn't come across like I'm downplaying or, or shortcutting 5G by means. So. That's, yeah. that's absolutely not the case. You know, the, the, the overall message, and, you know, it's in the kind of the, the punchline title here, this pathway to 5G, which is a message that CurtaPoint's been putting out in the marketplace for about two and a half years now. Yeah, I took it right and off the marketing the, material. Yeah. yeah, I know. Just perfect. Copy and paste. Love it. They'll, they'll be happy. I figured it would have a good um, fit. Yeah. <laughs> But the, 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 the short of that is, is that we want customers to adopt wireless. And, and it's not so much we want to get, immediately get in the conversation of, of X versus Y, right, to Jennifer's point. Is it 4G or 5G? Let's not get there yet. Let's first talk about the virtues, the ones we've all talked about in this call so far. And let's get you on the pathway. And it's really the pathway to wireless is another way to think about it. Don't get too hung up on 4G and 5G. It's let's get you on the pathway. And then also let's get you um, into the mode that, NetCloud, which is our cloud service and our software offering as a company, is going to take you wherever your wireless needs may end. So if your if your use case and your wireless needs land in 4G, well, we have a NetCloud service with a whole portfolio of endpoints that will satisfy that. If your your use case and your needs land toward 5G, well, we have that as part of our service and our hardware offering as well. So it's really the the pathway to wireless. Come join us adopt wireless, adopt this mobility and agility and all these things I've talked about, these virtues that we all learned as consumers, bring that in your business, get on that pathway today, and then we'll we'll be your trusted advisors and we'll take you wherever you need. So Anthony, I, that actually sounds like a really good way to end this in terms of a summary statement. I hope because it, <laughs> I know, it, it felt like good. Closing statement. Sorry. And I'm looking at my time because I, I could talk to you. We, we both were worried about how long we, we might actually talk to each other. And Jennifer's being so polite, knowing that she's got yeah. two talkers burning up all the airtime. Um, but is there anything else that we needed to cover that you were like, ah, oh, he didn't ask me about such a, I mean, I'm sure there's a million, but yeah, just one, just one more, Robin, I'll, Please, and I'll yeah. keep it short. No, no, um, you, you hinted this one early in the call and I know this is one that um, comes up a lot is common misconceptions. So okay. we, we've talked a lot about the evolution of the company and the evolution of technology, but one of the, one of the still common misconceptions out there that I'd like to clear up is a lot of people, when they, they, they hear the name create a point, they immediately say, oh, Create a point, they're a, a, a great cellular modem or they're a great cellular gateway, but that's all they are. Or maybe they, they're just an IoT device or maybe they're a mobile you know, gateway in a, in a trunk of an ambulance or a patrol car, but that's kind of it, right? And they don't really have a branch play. They don't really play with you know, the quote-unquote big boys, the Cisco's and Junipers of the world. So I wanted to kind of clear that up. Um, that was certainly the case 10 plus years ago, but it has not anywhere been the reality for the last five plus years. Yeah. And so the reality is today is CreditPoint makes an appliance that is an all-in-one business router, and it has advanced routing. It has advanced security. Um, it checks all the HIPAA, PCI, you know, compliance boxes. It does all those things for any branch use case, for any mobile use case, and any IoT use case. And that includes all the verticals: healthcare, finance, retail, restaurants, you name it. So. That's just the one thing I wanted to leave you. Maybe that's my closing statement. Is okay. um, yeah, and I can underscore that because I took the Cradle Point online training, and it was like yeah. overwhelming, like all the things that you could do with it. Yeah. Well, and that's it's a hard. It's so hard to keep up with things. Um, they move so fast in the industry here, and but it's a joy. And I, you know, when I think about back to my sales days, there's nothing I love more. And I don't know if you experience this when you go into a customer and they have one set of expectations, and you're able to, as it sounds yes. like, blow them away with your capabilities and go. You guys are doing, you know, you guys have so much more opportunity here and we can make this so much easier for you. And that is fun uh, as a technologist. So much fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's the single thing I miss about sales, going in, meet new customers, get up on the whiteboard, 
and really, you know, exciting them about um, our technology and just opening their eyes to all the things they just had no clue. And they're like, you know, I love my favorite thing. Wow, you can do that too? Yes, we can. Yeah. It hurts to hear it. You're like, I didn't know you did that. And you're like, that hurts, but let's get this taken care of. But, yeah. but we'll, we'll skip over that. I'll, I'll take my medicine and we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, exactly. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah. what you uh, – Really happy that Jennifer pushed me on this and said, we need to get them on. Uh, these guys are doing good work. And um, and so it's good to have you here. You're a great representative for them as well. So I, I look forward to working together awesome. again in the future. Perfect. Thank you so hey, much. Anytime, anytime, Rob. Love to come back. Thank you. And thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate setting this up. Oh, all right. Well, I see Saez joined us now. So it must be time to look into the labs. Jennifer? It's definitely that time. Yeah, Saeed Jaffrey is here with us today. So Saeed, tell us who you are and what you do with Inside Worldwide. Hi, everyone. Yeah, this is Saeed Jaffrey. I'm the technical solution architect within Worldwide Technology. I just wanted to walk you through the, the, the lab setup that we have done here. Okay, if you can okay. see here, uh, we have uh, the private LTE basically relies on different components to kind of stitch together to make up a, a solution. And what we have is that we have JMA Wireless as one of our partners that provides us the CBRS-based uh, radio access network. We, uh, we also have two different packet cores, and I can walk you through this uh, setup that we have in our ATC. We have Droid, as a, which is a kind of a lightweight VM uh, for a packet core solution that, uh, that hosts the Evolve Packet Core HSS, which is the home subscriber server and the IP multimedia system, which is for the voice over LTE communication. Uh, along with that, we have another uh, uh, packet core, which is based on Cisco's Ultra EPC, which is deployed in a CUPS architecture. And people who don't know what CUPS is, is basically a control and user plane separation, which basically targets uh, customers that wanted to utilize a hybrid cloud-based model so where they wanted to kind of place their control plane into uh, the public cloud and the user plane near to the end devices uh, to achieve high throughput and low latency on those devices. So uh, along with that, we have another partner called Net Number, which provides the HSS that works in conjunction with the Cisco's packet core. Uh, and then all of it basically deploys on top of a VMware-based platform, uh, which is provided uh, as an infrastructure base from Cisco and Dell. Now, coming back into the use cases, and uh, uh, the, one of the important use cases that the, this, uh, this whole solution entails is includes a cradle point branch router that targets uh, use cases from enterprise to healthcare to industrial IoT. As part no, of so this, this would be a, a cradle point use case as, as tied in the labs. You've got it tied in with the bigger picture solution on uh, tying into the Cisco EPC, uh, into the full mobile that core. That is correct. That's exactly oh, what we are okay. showcasing. Right. Wow. Okay, so, you've done a lot of work. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so specific to our architecture, we have utilized Cradle Point Branch Router to showcase an industrial IoT-based use case where we have a thermal camera that hooks to the Cradle Point Router that showcase a live thermal video feed of critical components within a utility substation, for example, where it's there to monitor the breaker panels, the insulators, the bushings, et cetera, for monitoring of large swings of uh, abnormal increase in temperature. Mm -hmm. And that temperature data is then inferred on a camera, which then converts the industrial control protocols like Modbus and Ethernet IP, et cetera, which then sends that data back to the cradle point router and sending that feed over the air interface connected to the private LTE core 
to a Grafana-based dashboard that converts that raw data that is being sent by that thermal camera into an understandable format for a user, which helps these utility companies take proactive measures, which in turn uh, save them not only the cost, but also providing reliable service to their end customers. Wow. And That's this is one cool. of the, yeah, and, and definitely this is basically, this specific one single use case is getting a lot of traction on our WWT portal page that you can see on the screen, which relates to our private LTE network setup that we have done. Well, how do we interact with this stuff? This is something you're, you're describing quite a monumental undertaking here, I would think, in terms of what you've put together. But you do this in the service of, of so that customers can get a better understanding of exactly what's happening and whether or not that would apply to their situation, all of it or a, a portion of it, perhaps. But how would someone begin to interact without even having to travel to St. Louis, as I understand it? Yeah, yeah. So so fundamentally, we offer, offer solutions and services right from the indoor to outdoor radios all the way to the end devices, which I just mentioned here, one of our important partners is CradlePoint, where we partner, but we also partner with different OEMs in the industry. What we do is in terms of the services is that we do offer consultation, design, validation of these solutions in our advanced technology center along the lines of integration, providing managed services as a complete lifecycle management of the solution. How to interact with us? Uh, reach out to your appropriate account managers and the uh, and the CSEs who then bring those into our portal page, which you can see on the screen as the WWT portal page, which is a publicly available page, which then uh, has the information for the owners of those labs. In this case, if I kind of showcase you who those owners are, you can basically browse through this particular portal page and you can go down and we see including myself and my colleagues who are kind of day in, day out, showcasing these solutions to our end customers. And uh, you can reach out to any one of us. We would yeah. be love to help you go through or skim through the challenges that you guys are facing in the industry and then help you, as what I mentioned about the services that we offer, go through from end to end, providing your yourself a complete solution that entails private LTE. Today we have Stu from Akaha, and I'm super excited. It's his first time on the No Bad Wi-Fi show. And Stu, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I want you to answer the question that I've got for um, our main speaker is CradlePoint. And uh, their use case was setting up uh, Wi-Fi and cellular connectivity at a remote spot on a moment's notice. And I want you to speak to how Akaha can help in situations like that. So Stu, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jennifer. Yes, that's, that's a great introduction. Um, thank you. I'm Stu asking for North America for Echohow. And you know what? Uh, that's that's one of the questions we get all the time from from customers is, you know, how can you help us kind of achieve our goals, right? And we want to make sure that we're looking at it holistically as a taking that high performing Wi-Fi approaches. I want to make sure that I got the right amount of APs. I want to make sure that I'm going to be uh, working uh, successfully and have um, a successful outcome. We all start that in in, in our design. We got to start in that planning and understand is what what am, what is my building going to look like? Well, how many clients am I going to have? I want to make sure I got the right APs, the right model, antenna configuration, and so those are some of the things that we can help you with. We walk right through that into the the, the validation stage, and you know after you've done the the design and implemented the APs, time to validate, and then we walk over into the later on to that day two, day three support. Is maybe we might need to optimize 
are the APs still performing? Is the RRM algorithms running? The radio resource management, as we like to call it in, in our acronym world, right? Mm -hmm. And we, then we take it on to maybe there's a troubleshooting. Is there an open ticket? So we have a, a, a number of different um, items in our toolkit that I can provide to achieve that. Once we go back into that, um, that troubleshooting exercise and maybe we're looking into, oh, it's time to upgrade. So part of that 360 lifecycle, we can take you right back into the design again. So that's how we kind of wrap things around. You know, you remind me of Stu, and it's good to be on with you again. Wireless Stu, as most people know you. Most people don't think even know your last name because um, I had to look it back up. And um, the how important is it? I always think of wireless as being very important to assess, you know, when you're going through deployment and there's hopefully everybody has a lot of focus on that area. But I feel like a lot of people don't go back and analyze on an ongoing basis unless there's just a major problem that they're chasing. How important is it to kind of remain um, somewhat um, actively aware of the RF environment and how it's performing before users maybe are complaining about something? Is that and it, do, how well do you guys work in that in that? We're very, very well, actually. That's a great question because um, with the advent of our sidekick, which you can see beside me here, that's our all-in-one tool that actually does that diagnostic and troubleshooting where we can actually read what the APs are doing. It's great to have an NMS platform um, you know, to show what your access points are up, they're broadcasting, sure. But what does the RF pattern actually look like? And that's one of the cool things that Sidekick does is in conjunction with our applications, we can actually go out and walk the floor. Maybe it's the warehouse floor, a manufacturing, typical office, or even home or outdoor. We can actually see what that radiation pattern looks like. And so that we can see, okay, great. I can see it's covering these areas. My NMS or management platform says, no, it looks like it's good, but I really want to know what it's really doing because sometimes APs go astray. Yeah, you got to chase them down, and to do that, you got to see them to begin with. That's right, you got to see them, and and you know what, the the Wi-Fi is invisible, right? So we want to be able to, and for us to paint that picture, we need a tool to do that, and that's yeah. where the Sidekick comes in. Excellent, and this is probably not uh, in terms of Echo How, but isn't Sidekick isn't that the name of that wireless device that was popular pre iPhone? I want to say, uh, yes. yes, that's right, out keyboard, yes, and then Paris like that. Got, Good old. got hacked. That's all I remember. Wasn't that, is that same one or am I mixing up? My... I think you're mixing that one up. Yeah. But to I try to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, but so the sidekick you're referring to in your shirt there, nice, nice nod to, uh, as a company man, but that's, that's the sidekick that Ekahau uses to make site survey uh, analysis, just an ongoing, simple, don't even need to think hard about it. You set, right? You guys have made we want to make yeah. sure that we make, we take the heart, you know, it, it Wi-Fi can be hard. And when we make it easy and yeah. easier, faster and smarter. Yep. I've always counted on you guys to visualize it for me. That's what I love is your visuals. Well, that's the thing, right? Because yeah. there's the, the software out there today doesn't really do that. And, and I really like for me, like, I want to get into the, um, you know, take a quote from uh, an old friend of ours, let's get into the meat and potatoes of things, right? I want to actually look and see what is happening with my access points. Right. I've got an access point up and behind this, up behind me here. You can't see it, but it's the 3802E, right? It's got those antennas on it. I want to know how that actually um, attenuates or, and propagates throughout the, the the floor of this house. And so I can do that and visualize that with uh, with my sidekick and my apps. And I think that's actually super uber cool. Yeah, I need to talk to you about getting one here because I just tell the kids that it'll go away eventually. Just wait a little while. 
and I go back. Just to wait sleep. a little while. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's how I analyze Jennifer. Anything else important to cover here before we uh, move on? No, I think Stu nailed think so. it. All right, Jennifer. Hey, it's time. looks like we got Carter Burke here. That it tells me it's time. time for our Excel tech segment. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's favorite segment. Absolutely. We hear that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carter, I, I, you're no stranger to Cradle Point, and you guys have been working with them, and um, and you have a number of things to show us, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, we've been very fortunate to uh, to do a lot of work with Cradle Point. A lot of it because, you know, as Jennifer and I've talked about it, even you, Rob, we've been in the industry a long time. You make friends, and friends go to different companies, and we just happen to have a lot of people that that we know and like at Cradle Point. They have a great product, and yeah. have, have really carved out a nice niche uh, for for a lot of things they're doing. But yeah, so kind of where we're, you know, obviously knowing what Excel Text does and trying to focus in, whether it's antennas and closures, that kind of stuff. With Cradle Point, we really tried to niche into some pretty cool stuff and actually some neat stuff we've done with you guys and and even some stuff with Bart Robinson around some stuff I'll talk about in a minute. But a lot of it is around, obviously, when you're talking about a Cradle Point, it's not just Wi-Fi. You guys all yeah. know that. It's going to have all kinds of radios. Some of the So some of the things we've done, for them is really come up with some cool antenna designs. This actually is a nine-in-one antenna. We have uh, a seven-in-one, a five-in-one. So based on whichever radio you're using with, uh, yeah, kind of a nice little black form factor. Yeah, uh, I like you, that. I, you, uh, black, actually. Yeah, no, yeah, we can really, we, it's, it just makes it a nice color. But I know you can make them look however you want. Yeah, that's what you're good yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. And um, the key is having all the different, radios so this particular antenna has nine elements inside of it oh wow and which makes it cool in a real small form factor so whether it's wi-fi whether it's lte whatever the radio is you're dealing with with uh with cradle point whether it's the 900 the 600 series the 1100 we're gonna have a different antenna and here's an example of one of the for one of their smaller radios is a little three-in-one so uh you're gonna have the different radios based on what you're trying to do you know we've I do love Primarily that you go through the slides in real life. I love that. Like, and here's the, the yeah. two-dimensional, and here's the three-dimensional. Well, he does it without that's telling awesome. me. I, I thought we were just looking yeah, at slides, awesome. and then he pulls up it's show awesome. and tell. I'm like, it's all right, that's like, fine. No, Carter's no, it's real. It's real. Carter's on the floor. Awesome. You guys remember, Keep it. people make fun yeah. of me all the time, but I, I like the props. I'm a prop guy. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. it, too. Anyway, yeah, so we're, we're continuing to come out with new antennas for them, and it's getting us into other areas, which is great. So we are doing a lot more around I'd call traditional cellular type antenna technology. You'll see us coming out with new products that are going to be around, whether it's LTE or whatever technology we're talking about, 4G, 5G, you, you, you name it. But a lot of work, do a lot of work with the IBR 600, the IBR 900, which are really big flagship products for them. Uh, another thing, if you go to the next slide, which is probably one of the coolest things we've done with them, is around this portable solution to go. So this is some of the stuff we did with Bart, and we're still doing with you guys today. But you can see a nice, tiny form factor. Mm -hmm. This has been a popular product, but it got really popular during the pandemic because what it allows you to do, I'll show you real quick, yes. is yes. with a nice all-in-one, we may have to see, gotta get yeah. lined up. You have the cradle point. That's a oh. uh, IBR 600. Mm. You've got your antenna. Your five in one, your Excel Text accelerator battery pack, all in one package. And what this allows you to do, even without opening it on the side, 
you can, uh, excuse me, go the right direction. You can uh, turn on a little power button and take ethernet out and you can power either make it a little wireless hotspot if you want. You can connect to it with ethernet. But what a lot of this, the places we're using this for was they would take the a cradle point uh, router, if you will, and they would connect to cellular and they bridge down and they do a Wi-Fi hotspot. So we're using these in a lot of these areas that didn't have very good connectivity for the kids yeah. for schools. So whether it was in parking lots or on top of buses or whatever, or just taking this kit and carrying it where you needed it to go, turn it on by the simple, there's a little bitty button over here on the side. That's awesome. A simple push of the button, this thing will be connected and online within a matter of minutes. And how simple is that? Even, yeah. you know, that's awesome. you're talking about educa educators happy to do this. It's not tech people. They want to push a button and go. So right. we've actually, we can't build these fast enough still. This is a very big move. Oh, that's course. great. And a lot of that was done in yeah. partnership with Cradle Point. So that's a really cool solution. Well, what is yeah, this? And, uh, what are these solar? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're on a roll here, but I was like, I was anxious to get to the solar <laughs> stuff. But what else you got? Well, is, that, solar, is that where you're going? Another, yeah. yeah, exactly. Another thing was with, with again, about back to this remote power or, I want Wi-Fi everywhere, but I may not have power everywhere. A lot of a lot of it is again working with Cradle Point, where we'll do a cellular backhaul and provide local mm -hmm. wireless coverage, all secured, but use solar as the power. Whether it's we don't have power, which is sometimes the case, or don't want to run power for one device and have to pay yeah. an exorbitant amount of money. Think about a lot of these, specifically in the Northeast, where there's you know, sometimes more expensive labor, you might have unions, uh, nothing wrong with that, but it can be expensive for one power run. Put up solar, then you have your nice little hotspot and uh, gives you a nice little local area um, to do. We've actually looked at installing solar. We actually, we're coming out with them. We haven't come to market with them yet. So they're kind of cool, but they're like solar sheets that you could put on like top of a bus, but you wouldn't be able to see them. So that would allow you to make a bus could actually be mobile stop could have you know solar recharge and do a little hot spot and maybe at the end of the day they pull back you know to the school bus depot and start over the next oh, day man. a lot of problems with putting on top of buses big solar panels as you're worried about you know is anybody going to mess with them vandalize them you try to hide the stuff where nobody sees them so that's a this, lot of the cool stuff we're doing as well yes, yeah sir. it reminds me i want to have you and cradle point design me i'm kind of interested in doing this combination van life and uh a show host sure that i do it but i you know, but that. I travel around and, and occasionally get some, get physically involved with people more so than we're able to do now. So it's still guys that is part of that club that goes around and they're like a van club and they're, you know, almost like a Jeep club or whatever. Yeah. You're talking about the van, the van life. It's a whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. what I've, that's what I've seen. It's good looking yeah. people. So I don't yeah. know if I'd be welcomed, but, but then right. I, it's something I bring my motorcycle, <laughs> attach it on the back so I could do some day rides. Uh, yeah. From the yeah. Spot. yeah. Do we have anything else yeah, to show here? Say, I mean, you we're guys always looking with different ways in Cradle Point to get provide power really and connectivity. You know, that's their, their that's where their sweet spot is. How do we get absolutely Wi-Fi where it's not and get connectivity? Because again, they they have so many different radios they're working with, which gives them so much flexibility. Well, that's perfect. Well, Carter, man, always exciting. Always. Thank you so Thank much, you. Carter. I appreciate y'all's time and thanks for always including us. And let me know if you have any questions or need anything else from us. Thanks for including us. All right, take care, man.